This episode of the Golf Gaming Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet 10 bucks at WinBet and, win, and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. Of course, like get Mountain Cold Refreshment delivered straight to your door via Drizzly or Instacat by going to CoorsLight.com slash SGP. That's CoorsLight.com slash SGP. And ProSwap, it's America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit. To receive up to five hundred dollars in bonus cash, head over to PropSwap.com and download the PropSwap app today. And Stable Duel, it's a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as forty k with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And of course, don't forget to go download the SGPN app. Your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. All right, DJs, welcome to the Ask Us Anything podcast. Uh, like we said, it's our bye week. Uh, we touched on uh, Steve's amazing uh, master's experience uh, and uh, just kind of shot the shit for the last one. But for this one, uh, yeah, we just wanted you guys to ask some shit that's uh, maybe not related to golf and, uh, you know, just keep it entertaining, break some balls, find out some stuff about us. And uh, Steve, you ready, baby? I am. I uh, just saw somebody on TV that actually would have fit into one of the uh, questions we're going to answer today. That I was like, oh. damn, why did I think of that? Oh, like, yeah? I think you might have seen it if you're watching the basketball game right now. I'm so not. The Celtics are over. So okay, all right. Well, there we go. Yeah, <laughs> I, I could tell you were uh, really paying attention to my master's spiel. Uh, I actually was. I was. Well, I did. I paid attention. I heard it. I, I rambled a little bit. but yeah. A little bit. But that's I what you used to. That's what you I know. I didn't realize that. I think I talked like 40 minutes about the match. That was like, it was 40 minutes you, and 48 I, seconds. I told you that we need to fit this thing into two, we didn't do two episodes. I know, buddy. I know. I know what to do. <laughs> All right. Let's just ask us anything. I'm excited because <laughs> this, listen, I think anytime you open up, just ask us any random question to a bunch of degenerate gamblers, a lot of different things come out. Uh, we got some pretty good questions. We got a pretty smart audience. Uh, I got some good answers. I got some good hot takes. I think it's going to be a good episode. You seem less enthused. I think I'm going to rally up a little bit. What do you mean? I'm, pretty, I'm, I'm not less enthused. Like I just, I, I mean, I don't know where your hot takes are going to come from. Oh, I got some. Okay. I, got some. I guess we'll find out. Okay. All right. <laughs> Why don't we start off first? I'll read the first question. This is from right. uh, uh, at Hoosiers OO, a uh, Slack uh, Slack star. God. So yeah, yep. like uh, also a uh, fellow Twitter survivor like me, you know, stay strong. <laughs> uh, so he asks, does anyone cover FanDuel for DFS and why is no the answer for DFS for golf? I actually have a theory on this. All right, what you got? So I may be totally wrong, but I remember when DFS first got to New York State, it, I only had FanDuel available. DraftKings wasn't here yet. And I want... But I noticed that DraftKings had golf, but FanDuel did not. So I think just because DraftKings had it first and everybody was just doing it then, I think people just kind of got comfortable and just kept doing that. And that's why I think every show, and the House of DraftKings actually got in the bed with PTG Tour, and it seems like they were the only ones actually promoting this stuff. I think that's why we only hear DraftKings breakdowns for DFS, and then just everybody started doing it. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that's 
partially correct, right? Like, I mean, yeah, look, most people play DK, right? FanDuel, right. even for football, is fucking weird, right? Because there's like a kicker involved and you can stuff everybody in. It's the same thing with golf. Me and Tommy actually did. I was like, well, let me go see if it's like soft over on FanDuel. You can literally stuff everybody in, but the prize pools suck. The payouts were different. Like, that's why nobody does it because whatever. Like, FanDuel, well, the salary structure is different too. I think we just got comfortable. Like, all right, this is our $10,000 yeah. range and 9000 yeah. like $50,000 budget. Was it 60000 over there? I, I don't even know anymore. Okay. I did it. I did it one year, and I was like, nah, I'm gonna go back to DK. Okay, so you're not interested in ever doing anything but DK because I, I think I only do DK. I'm just yeah. so used to the format. I'm just now, used to it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. shit, man. I get so much. Uh, I get so much action every week. I don't need to introduce any other weird variable. Fucking oh shit! I put the wrong line. Like I thought wrong about this lineup. Of nine K on the table. Right. <laughs> so, I mean? like, yeah. So unless people are actually sponsored by FanDuel, I think just everything's DK. Yeah, it was a hundred percent it. All right, that was an easy nice. question. All right, question two. This is going to be fun. Yeah, this is, from, this is from our super producer, Cameron Kerr. All right, so what's the favorite course we've ever played? So the nicest course I've ever played is Sawgrass. Like, it's a great course. But the favorite course I've ever played, it's actually it's a private club down here, uh, down in St. John's. It's Palencia. It is fucking gorgeous. It is is it's so you can't get on unless you know somebody. Obviously, it's a private course. Like you can't even get tee times through anything else. And uh, I play a charity tournament there uh, almost once a year. Last year I didn't do it. Um, as for uh, Down syndrome kids, and uh, yeah, man, it's a it's a great tournament. Uh, it's the Starlight Foundation. If everybody wants to look into it, and uh, yeah, the Palencia is just it's an absolutely gorgeous course. It's laid out so well. But the nicest course I've ever played. Um, is uh, Sawgrass, man. I mean, shit, man. It's, it's tough to beat Sawgrass for one of the nicest courses I've played. I mean, you can't just leave it for a golf course nerd and just say that's a nice or the, your favorite golf course would actually get into it. So what's so special about the place? Like as far as the layout, like holes? Yeah, man. What so, do you like, like it, about it? So the greens are immaculate. Okay. Like immaculate. Bermuda, <laughs> like Bermuda, I'm, Bermuda, I'm assuming? Yeah. yeah Bermuda. Okay. And they roll through. The, the, it's, they have these like old oak trees and like and this like moss stuff that just hangs and like gives you like tough shots to get around water on the water on the right. But if you if you don't hang it long enough, if you don't challenge it enough, you're going to have tree trouble to the left. Like it's it's a really cool course. And yeah, man, it's nice to play private courses, too. Like, listen, I, like I'm going to be a schlub like everybody else. Like I'm not paying 60 grand to go fucking be at some asshole golf course like so when i get to play a private course and I, you're not stacked up at the tee times even even on the charity tournaments like you're really not stacked up but dude, like it, it's it's just it's so well maintained like it's little shit like the tee boxes are nice and level and maintained you know what i mean like it's just little stuff like that but the course layout is really really good if you guys can look it up it's palencia golf club it's uh it's a it's a joy it's a joy to fucking play okay i'll have to probably look it up on google earth one yeah. of my favorite pastimes <laughs> All right, so I, I so I approach this question similarly too. So, Lydia Rochester, New York. The, the, there's a lot of rich golf history here. A lot of Donald Ross designs. Uh, there's, I think, a CB McDonald here too. Some Robert Trent Jones golf courses as well. Uh, I mean, the best course I played here. It's the most famous one, Rochester Oak Hill East East Course, mm-hmm. uh, site of all the PGA Championships, site of the 1995 Ryder Cup. When I played it, though, like. I was just like I wasn't nearly into like like I liked golf but like I wasn't even hitting driver I was only hitting like a five wood off the tee like what? I had club yeah like this is like fifteen years ago that I played this thing 
I was like fresh out of college. I ended up winning, uh, I used to work in public accounting and during business season Saturdays, we would play poker, uh, in the afternoons, blow off steam. I ended up winning like the season one points, uh, race for it. So because of that, uh, the uh, managing partner of our firm, uh, took us Oak Hill and we played around and I played terrible because I just didn't really know what I was doing. And, um, I wish I could have an opportunity to play it. I may actually have an opportunity to play it next year. Yeah. So maybe I might have an in. So we'll see. But my favorite course though is the one I played in my honeymoon. So we went to the Canary Islands. We played a place called the Salobre Golf Course or Golf Resort. Beautiful resort. Uh, right in like, so if you've never been to Canary Islands, basically we're on the south side of the island, it's just mountains and desert. And so they have two courses. They have the old course, which is your typical kind of resort course, you know, uh, Bermuda greens and flat and everything. But their north course, which is, uh, or the new course is north of property, is basically playing up and down canyons and mountains. So it's kind of like a challenge course and it's really wide fairways, but off the fairways is just cliffs. So, and it, you're going uphill, you're going downhill. Like it's just like, it's really dramatic shots. Like a lot of elevation changes, a lot of cool shots where like, if you hit it a little too far, the ball's going to roll over the cliff. But like, there's also like a lot of forced carries are kind of fun that make you feel accomplished. Like I, I think on the fifth hole, uh, you're basically on the edge of a cliff on the tee box and you got to carry about 220 over a cliff. <laughs> the ball's gone. And like, I am making it over the cliff. I felt really good about myself. Hell now yeah. I, I put it in the canyon on my second shot. I just duck hooked it off the planet. Um, there's also a hole, I think it was number, uh, 11 that you're actually about 200 feet above the green and it's only 390. So you can just, and there's like mountain cliffs like just surrounding you. So you can just bomb it and you can actually use the mountains as kind of like a little like bowling lane buffer. That's kind of cool. <laughs> and then the next hole is just straight up. Like you're playing on top of a mountain there. Like, and all the while, so and I guess what makes it my favorite is I actually convinced my wife to come with me because I'm like, listen, you're, there's going to be good views. Right. Like we're just going to hang out. Like you'll drink, you'll get a drink. Like I got her a Harry Potter book. She's just had the golf course. <laughs> and, and like from the top of these mountains, like all you see is just the Atlantic Ocean around you. And just calm, peaceful. We didn't go at peak season. That's probably my favorite golf course I ever played. It's not the best golf course, but just as far as like a unique experience, like I've always wanted to play Kapalua because like ah. of just how like extreme the terrain is. Yeah. That's probably about as close as I'm going to kind of get to actually going because like of just, you know, how uphill and downhill stuff was and how wide it was too. But just if you're off the fairways, it's so penal. That was probably the most fun golf course I ever played. I actually played pretty well that day too, considering I lost like. <laughs> Four balls. Oh, four or five balls. It's fine. fine. But yeah. All right. So that, that was my favorite. So I like it. Yeah. So that's right. funny. So, so do you, have you brought your wife out like on other golfing trips? No, that's the only, that's the only time. So we've done, we've done it a couple of times. Me and a couple of my boys have done it and it's gone well sometimes and it's gone bad sometimes. Like, Hey, listen, yeah. you guys want to come with us? Like, you know, whatever. Let's go play. Like we want to go play. You guys can drink some mimosas, hang out. And sometimes it's fine. Sometimes it's a fucking train wreck. It's yeah. a it's, it's a very dicey game. I think the only other time that I took my wife to the course, it was my birthday. Uh, we had to turn to play a couple of courses. And it was really cold. She ended up going inside just drinking uh, hard, like hot cider for the rest yeah. of the day. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. How about the All next right. part of that question? All right. So your bucket list course to play. Okay. 
So, I mean, there's a lot of bucket list like experiences, like, I mean, <laughs> Scotland, Ireland. I guess when I thought about this question, I try to think about, like, obviously Augusta National, kind of. Like, I want to think yeah. about things that are actually accessible to me without knowing like, some, you know, hedge fund manager or something. Yeah. So, it has to be accessible. I took, like, logistics into consideration. And, like, when you go to, like, Scotland, you need to arrange for transportation because everything's so spread out. You got to go mm-hmm. from course to course. So the one place I definitely want to go to that seems to fit all those criteria is I want to do Abandoned Dunes golf trip out to Oregon. Okay. Uh, it's just five world-class golf courses by, like, Tom Doak and Corey Crenshaw and uh, David, uh, I think David McKay Kitt. I might be mm-hmm. butchering that name, but it's just, like, just golf that you just like, it's as close to, it's not actual Lynx golf, it's American Lynx golf, but it's close you're going to come to it. It's right on the Oregon coast. It's a nice resort and it's all right there. It's a pain to get to because you have to go basically fly to Portland and then drive three hours south. Once you get there though, everything is right where you need it. You stay on the resort, five great golf courses. It's really fun. It's just a different experience and it kind of checks all the boxes for me. So, um, Band and Dunes having a golf trip out there is definitely one I want to do. Okay, all right. Yeah. What about I like you? It. So I, so my twentieth wedding anniversary is next year. Okay. So we want to go to Ireland. Okay, that's also on my list as well. And getting around Europe is pretty easy for Ireland. It's pretty pretty easy. Hop, skip, and a jump. Right now, whether I can convince her to do this or not, I would love to play St. Andrews, the old course. Okay, so go to Scotland, take a jet over to Scotland then. Mm-hmm. Right. That's also on the list. Yeah, like that's that's my number one. I don't really know how attainable that is. Like, listen, we, listen, we can make plans and see how everything works, right? Like, like you said, I'm selling my house. Who knows what's going on? With the mortgage industry, super fun. Um, but what's accessible to me is Pinehurst, right here in, in North Carolina. You could drive up and just go play Pinehurst, mm-hmm. like. That's a great like you could just get on and play. Yeah, that's it's, that's that's a similar experience to Bandon. It's just yeah. you have like eight or nine courses there. It's a giant resort. Yeah, that's that's on my list too. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So like really, St Andrews number one. Like I would love to play that. And Tom, yeah. Tommy's boss went over for the last British Open and like played a bunch of courses around there, and it just like stoked my fire to be like, yeah, I gotta go over there and play. Especially as a guy who sometimes getting a little wild off the tee. Wide open. Let's fucking go. <laughs> right. So, so I love yeah, that. Just don't hit a gorse bush. Yeah, so. that's fine. Listen, I'm used to out of uh, sawgrass. It's fine. The, the, the um, but yeah, but yeah. I mean, more realistically, which is going to be more attainable, even though I mean, I should be there next year. Uh, other than San Andreas, Pinehurst, right up in North Carolina, man. Okay. I'm like, come on. Sounds like you and me need to talk because I yeah. have all these bucket list trips on my. I tell you that, like, if I am on my deathbed, I'm going to be disappointed I didn't do it. Like, Pirates on the list. A Scotland tour is on the list. An Irish tour is on the list. Band is on the list. There's yep. a couple others, too. Uh, Stream Song near you. That's Stream uh, Song. Come down, baby. Dude, that's this, also we, we, one. We thought about trying to play that, and we couldn't get a tea time when we were down here um, when Cousin Mush came down. We couldn't, okay. we couldn't get a time. But, yeah, we want to play Stream Song, and then um, – yeah, I mean, we played TPC Tampa, which was fine. Like, it was, okay. it was really nice. It was super nice, but like, I want a strip song. All right. Now, let me ask you a bonus question. What's a popular, like, bucket list golf course that you have just zero desire to play? I've named a couple on the podcast, but I want to ask you. Pebble. 
Really? Yeah. I feel like you just have to play it just to like. Maybe. I guess. I heard, I heard the It's just so expensive. Well, I heard the experience is terrible because it's just so slow, especially when you get around like six, seven, seven, eight, six, seven, eight there. Yeah. 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 No, I'm I feel good. like you, I feel like you just have to play it though. Maybe, but I know there's better, I know there's better courses in California. Like, like yeah. I'm the type of guy who doesn't want to just pay for the name brand either. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, like whatever. Like, yeah. All yeah. Right. Probably Pebble, maybe. Yeah, I, I don't really know. Like, I, I don't know, man. Fucking, like, give me the opportunity to turn down a great golf course. I'm not going to do it. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, I'll go play wherever. I don't give a shit. All right. I, I have two. I've named them on this show. Number one, Tory Pines. Yeah. Zero, it's because zero it's, desire to Because it's mean and you hate the course. I just, all right. Same I'm making a trip. Over and I'm over making a trip all the way to San Diego to get my teeth kicked in for six hours. I'm playing the same hole and over. No, thank you. And baby. But what if you figure it out by 12? Whatever. <laughs> I'm gonna be bored by then. I'm gonna want to take the five mile hike back to the clubhouse. You'll be you'll be Red Bull and walking up Steve. Probably by twelve and be like fuck yeah. it, I quit. Yeah. And then Bay Hill. I that's a public course technically. Yeah. I don't have any desire to play it. It looks really hard. There's a lot of water. I don't think there's anything compelling about it. I think people want to play it because it's Arnie's course and Tiger's done really well there. And just I I don't I don't care. No, you can play, you can play like seven local courses. When I say local, like within like probably 25 miles of my house that will play just like Bay Hill and you'll be fine. Yeah. It it looks like every other Florida golf course there. It does. It absolutely does. Okay. All right. What's the third part of this question? (laughs) All right. Favorite casino slash resort in Vegas. Steve, you're up first, buddy. All right. So I got to be in the nest for a second. I think I've mentioned this on the pod. I know I mentioned it to you. I think right. I now you now you know this isn't like our nest nest. You're actually I, live yeah, on not, there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, there's the nest nest that of stuff that absolutely can never get out, and there's the nest that is going to come out now where I need a I need a safe space. <laughs> yeah. To miss something. So I've only been to Las Vegas once, and it was when I was ten years old. Ten. I, yeah, my dad actually. So he's he was a financial advisor, and they used to take. Like basically, if you sell enough stock, they used to yeah. give trips. Yeah, we know. Yeah. So we brought the families. Like you know, we've been to Scottsdale, been to Disney a bunch of times. Well, one year decided to bring everybody to Vegas. <laughs> which, listen, you're a financial advisor. You yep. basically give everybody free accommodation and yep. a bunch of a uh, cop casino chips and yep. to Vegas. Yep. And basically, what ended up happening that trip was uh, uh, we didn't see much of my dad that trip. I was actually <laughs> my mom taking care of me in the end the day. And uh Dad's going to conferences in the afternoon and rolling oh. in about two a.m. after uh, in the blackjack table. Coop work, coop work. But the joke is on him because my sister and I were still on East Coast time and we're waking up at four thirty. Jokes on you, Dad. The worst. But so here, here's my take though. At this point in my life, and kind of like everything that's kind of around me, and just like my circumstance. I don't know if I really need to have the Vegas experience anymore. So here, let me let me let me spot on this for you, right? Because look, uh, look, I, the only time I've ever been to Vegas was last year. Last year, okay. my first right. time, right? I'm fucking. I was 37, I think 37 or 36. I lose track of how old I am, and it was the same thing. Like it, like look, man, like I've, I've gambled, I've drank, I fucking, you know, I've done a lot. And listen, Vegas was fun. It was great. It was awesome. Like it was. But if I had done it in my twenties, it would have been a different thing. Like it could have been a problem, right? Yeah. But but like, yeah, man, like Vegas is fine. It was fine. So it was fun. 
I, I guess so. Here's where I say, because I was thinking about this. I'm like, listen, I'm a gambler. Like, why wouldn't I want to go to Vegas? And I guess it comes down to three things for me. The attraction would be the gambling, the nightlife and entertainment scene, and golf. There's good golf out there. There is so, good golf. Uh, well, I, played right. two, I played, I played, so, I played nice course. So let me address each one individually though. Gambling. As someone who lives in New York State, it has never been easier to gamble. Yeah, but I have table games. No, I have mobile sports gambling. No, but I'm saying, I'm saying table games. In Vegas. I have That's table games. I have table games in New York State too. Do you? I, yep, we have Del Lago, which is about 45 minutes. They have all the table games you need. We have Turning Stone, all the table games you need. That's a very nice golf. That, that has nice golf courses too. In college, we had Niagara Falls, where you can gamble at 19, drink when you're 19. We went there a lot. That's why I, I dude, I drove to Montreal when I was 18, so I yeah. drink. Yeah, so I've I have table games near okay. Okay. Well, number one. Nightlife and entertainment. Listen, I've never been much of a concert goer or a show goer, so, so shocked. I, I'm so shocked. And my so wife shocked. doesn't really have much of a desire to do that either. I'm not going to nightclubs. I am way too old for all that stuff. Way too old for nightclubs. So nightlife not really doing it for me. So I guess then it comes down to golf and Think about just some of the places we already mentioned, like Scotland, Ireland, Pinehurst. I can't do them all, and Las Vegas is probably like behind a lot of those. Oh yeah, it's definitely behind a lot. And so yeah, like but so I stayed at the Wynn, which is a beautiful fucking property, right? Absolutely beautiful. And we should have played that. Me and Mush should have played that. Like I don't think we realized we could have got it for like four hundred dollars around versus the whatever they try to charge because I was staying there. Um, but yeah, listen, and, and the nightlife is one thing, right? Like I'm not trying to go to clubs. However, like I went to one of the coolest shows I've ever been to like ever. And cause me and my wife like going to shows and stuff like that. Like not Broadway type shit, but like, you know, whatever, like, like it's called, uh, it was called Absinthe. Bro. So good. It was right outside of Caesar's palace. It was one of the, one of the coolest things I've been to. Like it was okay. awesome. It was like a, a raunchy stand up with a little circus Olay and like some other stuff all mixed in, like breaking balls with the crowd. Like it, it was good. Like, you, like, so going to Vegas as an older person, like, I, so we just, we just spent money on nicer things. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like we just, we just did the nicer stuff and it was fun. It was a good trip and I'd do it again. I'd absolutely do it again. Uh, I don't know. I'd say for like five days is way too long. Like three days is the max. So I guess the only other consideration is my wife's a pretty big foodie and there's a great food scene in Las Vegas. Oh, but kind of like me with the golf stuff, there's something else under a bucket list. You're just, she'd rather go to the food and wine fest in Aspen. That's her dream. Not going to Vegas. Oh, and you can snowboard too. Yeah, exactly. So like if I'm spending a bunch of money and you go to Lake Tahoe, like Lake Tahoe right there, if you want to go fucking too. gamble, like, like there, there are things ahead of Vegas that oh, yeah. I want to do first. Yeah. yeah. And kind of like I referenced earlier, like if I'm <laughs> on my deathbed and I'm like, listen, I never got the Vegas experience. Like, and, and like the other thing, too, I guess like another thing I'm missing out is like, you know, the sports book experience, but literally because we can gamble on our phones, you know what every sports bar in New York has turned into a sports book. Cause that's what we're all doing. <laughs> You're eating and drinking and gambling on our phones. now. The sports book experience is fun though. Like I'll give you that. It it's is. fun. Except for when you wake up super hungover on East coast time, uh, and go run down to the sports book and try to lay your bets. And yeah. you realize that there's a giant fucking line. And yeah. I had to text cousin Bush to lay it halfway across town to lay all my bets, uh, off of the strip because there's no way my shit was going to get it in time because it's not one o'clock. It's fucking 10 a.m. Yeah. And meanwhile, I can roll out of bed and just over my phone, just do a click. I'm done. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Listen, but Vegas is an experience. So you should do it even, even if you're older, man. Cause look, you, we got a little money now and it, it, it's nice. It, they do have really good food, man. Like we ate really good. We yeah. ate a really super, uh, swanky Italian place. We did the, uh, we did the brunch, uh, at the Eiffel Tower or whatever with the, God, I don't know. God knows how much that stupid ball of champagne was and, you know, all this stuff. Like, listen, all the food was nice. And like, listen, it's, it, 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 I feel like you still have to do it. And I want to go back. It's just, it's different at our age, right? Like, like it's just this. Right. It is. Yeah. It feels like it's like, all right, you just got to check on the bucket list. But like for yeah. me, it's just like, there's other things yeah. I want to do. I'm not, I'm not running around the strip looking for a fucking eight ball and trying to go to the Spearmint Rhino anymore. You know what I mean? Like that's just. <laughs> all right. All right. With that, why don't we take a break? We'll all right. Well, listen. You guys got to make sure to get down on the win bets, $10 to win $200 promotion, where a $10 bet qualifies you up for $200 in free bet. Plus, the win bet app casino is offering a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. And, of course, don't forget to get involved in the same game parlays with the wins own build your own bet feature. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the win bet app or visit wynn.com. Com to get started today. Offer is subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And listen, if you guys feel like you're always on between work, friends, family, all the present social issues and an expectation to be on for 24-7, sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit reset. And that's when you reach for a Coors Light. It's made to chill. Look, my wife is out of town again. Second straight week. Work trips, okay? The kids are going to be in school tomorrow. Went to the range today. Tomorrow, I'm going to play golf solo. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to crack a ice-cold Coors Light. You know why? Because it's my time to chill. That's right. And listen, there's only one beer that is literally made to chill in this Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when the beer is cold. That way, you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to reset, just open up a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment, and it's made to chill. So get Coors Light delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com slash SGP. That's CoorsLight.com slash SGP. And remember to always celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey, can we pull back the curtain for a second? Of course. Since we're doing everything, uh, our producer has a question. I think you sent over the wrong audio file for our uh, last podcast. You sent over the blooper reel. There's oh, the seven. first one? Yeah, I think there's three. That's fine. Okay. He's got to wait because it's open. So, Okay. All right. We'll do that after the show then. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's continue. Anyway, question number three from loyal listener, Polly Poodle. Polly! Who gave us a fun question. So if you had to choose a nightmare golf foursome for your co-host, who would you choose? And why? Oh, and so why? why? And why? So why don't you go first? I don't know if you want me to expound. Yeah, um, why not? Okay. okay. So go for it. First name popped into my brain. First name. Okay. Portnoy. <laughs> Look at your face. I'm 100% right. I, I don't I don't want the – well, you know, I'm not on Twitter, so anything he says can't yeah. hurt me. So yeah. uh, I, I will leave my comment as that. Exactly. All right. So Portnoy was my first one. Okay. I was like, all right. So who else? Who else? What eagle is like an asshole and hurt you? And that like clearly no one likes. There's one clearly in my mind, but everyone, Eagles fans like him. But let's is, see if you guess what I'm thinking. So I was thinking Deshaun Jackson. Oh, wasn't him, but. Based on the punt return, he could talk about it the whole time over 18. Andy's just kind of a dick. 
kind of a bad one. He talking. Yeah, to you're third. right. Actually, actually, he, that, he that talking to third the person the whole time. That's he, the one. I, I actually that replaced the one. I was, I was thinking Brian Mitchell, who haunts my oh, Brian Mitchell for yeah, ten yeah. years. Yeah, yeah, but but I feel like I feel like Mitchell's probably not a bad. I, I don't think Deshaun Deshaun Jackson's a, a bad guy, uh, but I feel like he's he would literally like Deshaun. Why'd you hit that fucker five wood like that? And it would just make you insane. And then okay, that's I was I was going back and forth. I was trying to figure out whether it would be like a, a terrible like pop artist or <laughs> or just a super super slow golfer that would make you insane. And but I was like, he would still get joy from a Kevin Na or a <laughs> I would or a JB Holmes. So, I would because they're like, do you actually stink? Do you yeah. actually wear deodorant? Yeah. I actually kind of yeah. get kind of close to him. Yeah. So I went with fully unmedicated Britney Spears. <laughs> so Deshaun Jackson. That, that's okay. Port I can't left field. And Britney Spears unmedicated. Okay. And she rides in the golf cart with you, chatting your ear off. Awesome. I are 18. I might pull an Irish goodbye at that point. No, no, that's the point. You have All to right. sit through it. <laughs> okay. All right, so here's mine. All right, what you got? So I only have one PGA Tour pro who's with you. I feel like he's been your low-key nemesis, but for a lot of reasons, both on and off the course. Okay. First one's Justin Rose. And let me explain why. You, uh, this, is is, the, this is behind the curtain shit. So he, so he screwed you on a couple first-round leaders. It never seems like you get... You get him right. Like, if you like him, he sucks. You think he's going to suck. He ends up tanking all your matchups because he's unexpectedly awesome. Uh, there are some behind-the-scenes stuff with a place you used to work that uh, mm-hmm. might be a sponsor of his that you hold uh, very uh, low esteem for. So that there's that. That always annoys you when you see it was, that. It was, just, it was just a competitor. That's all. Okay. Or a competitor. I'm sorry. Still. Uh, it also seems like – ever watch the show Parks and Rec? Yeah. Okay, you know the uh, the episode with the congressman who they think is a robot. Yeah, I, I think that might be Justin Rose. I like, I feel like he's got like canned answers, and then he's just like, just nothing. Like he kind of shuts down. So like he'd say like, oh, nice putt, and then you get in the car, and then you gotta plug him in or something. <laughs> yeah, Rose would be bad. I, yeah, I, I, and, I he's, and he's English, and he's swarmy, and you don't like that. So yeah, that's, fair. that's fair. Okay, I think it just, it, it, I think it would annoy you. And he's got the stupid aim point too. The aim point thing. Okay, all right. As long as you didn't play with those stupid clubs, like I'm. Like, oh, uh, he probably had, it's full Hanma. Me and full Tommy Hanma. were literally at TPC one year. We walked up and we were like right next to the bag. I was like, this guy's leaving like sixty thousand dollars of clubs right next to me. Like, what's he thinking? Maybe okay. I maybe I snatch a picture with. Him. All right, second one. Huh. A passionate bandwagon, newly minted Bills fan. You hate those guys. I do. And they would think their shit don't stink. Yeah. And they wear the Zubas and the Josh Allen jersey. <laughs> and they would say how great they are for the last three years. Yeah. And that would irritate the shit out of you. It would. Okay. Yeah, it absolutely would. No, no, it would. It absolutely okay. would. But I feel like I'm so sharp tongued and mean when I want to be. I feel like that would stop after like the pit bull. Okay. Now, here's the thing, then. I'm going to throw a little monkey wrench into this because we're going to actually throw somebody close to your heart. Oh, okay. Who I think is actually 
he's secretly making you mad about things. Okay. We're going to go with a mullet wearing beneficiary of nepotism himself, fail son, Steve Belichick. Oh. Just the absolute just poster child of just everything going wrong with the Patriots right now. Hiring all of Bill Belichick's failed coaching cronies to come back, giving jobs to people that don't deserve it with a stupid mullet and a stupid look on his face. I think that would aggravate the shit out of you. So on one hand, you have the Bills fan just saying how great they are to annoy you. And then on the other hand, you have Steve Belichick to look at too. And you don't really know what to do. I, I argue with the Bills fan and then I look at Steve and I'm like, why am I arguing? Yes. <laughs> and that's five hours of your life as Justin Rose is stalking every hole, spending five minutes on each putt. At, t- talking to you about Morgan Stanley's fucking advisory account. Oh, all right, fine. Morgan Stanley, there he is. <laughs> Drop the name. Whatever, who cares? All right. <laughs> so that's, that's my force. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty bad. You could have yeah. came up with worse, though. You could have came up with worse. I thought it was, I thought it was creative. That's pretty good. It was, it's good. The, the Bills fan and Steve at the same time, when I want to yell at them and then I have to look at Steve and realize that I have nothing to yell about. Yeah. That's, yeah. It'd be really depressing. <laughs> really depressing. I mean, listen, I could have stuck you with David Tyree, but I thought that was a little too cool. Yeah. Yeah. That would, that, right. that, that, that maybe would that, maybe we'll replace Justin Rosen. All right. <laughs> that would have been, that would have been, that would have been me. Because because then your boy you would have needed new new host new like, host. No, I want an actual like pro with you though. I feel like just secretly annoys you that you don't really know it. Well, that's why I was gonna put that's why I was gonna put fucking uh, Holmes with you because I know he's so fucking slow. Yeah, but it's turned into a joke at some point. Maybe okay, but it's All still right. Jimmy Holmes. And can you imagine on like a non-competitive round waiting eight minutes for him to line up his iron shot? You would eventually lose your fucking patience. I know that is that is probably true. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's go to question four. Why don't you read it? All right. <laughs> what are y'all's handicaps? And have you ever played in any amateur tournament from Noah Beanek? Beanek. Noah. Yeah, no. Whatever. No. I'm. Um, what was it? I think Beanek. Maybe. I don't know. I said Beanek. Noah. He says Beanek. Noah. Sorry if I fucked it up, bro. Okay. Well, first of all, Noah, that's really flattering. That yeah. I think we're actually so that, to be qualified to handicap golf, you actually have to be good at golf, which I'm no. pretty sure that that disqualifies 98% of the golf gambling community. <laughs> uh, but that's very flattering that you think, you know, the way we talk about golf courses that uh, we uh, play a lot of good golf. Well, let me just tell you, I'm just really good at Google Earth <laughs> and watching a lot of golf and knowing how golf course is set up and reading a bunch of stuff, but that does not qualify me as a good golfer. So, um, so I'm going to say this. I have a USGA handicap. That is fraudulent because I have not played a whole lot of golf in the last couple of years, and a lot of this stuff is old, and I definitely am not this number. So my index is a 9.6, but it's not. What? It's not that. I am I've, more like I've a, played with him. I can verify that. I know. Well, that's the thing. So <laughs> over the last couple of years, I just, between COVID and having a kid, I have, and I just haven't been, you know, sometimes I haven't been in the best mental health, like, and you don't play golf when that's the case. I've had a lot of swing problems. And you saw it on full display. Sometimes I, I just have full on shanks and I just want to quit basically and kill myself. Um, Jesus. I'm uh, sorry. Now I got I, 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 in the fine. Apple description. Thank fine, you, Steve. Fine. That, that I want to quit. Okay. How about that? Uh, if you ask me, I'm probably more like a 14 at this point. 
Now, here's the thing. I know I can play at a sub-10 level just based on just – I hit some really good shots. I'm actually a pretty good driver. Like, when things are clicking, I hit towering iron shots. I hit a nice draw. Like, I can put it out there. I can be pretty good. And, and, I, Steve, is, and Steve is super humble, just asking. Okay. But I also am a mental – and mentally deficient sometimes, and I get impatient and angry. And I let things unravel, and that's why I I struggle with consistency, and that's why I probably will never be like all that good. So, but I have my moments. Um, I actually have a little bit more of a men- better mental attitude towards golf coming into the season. I made a couple swing changes. I'm playing next week. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, try not to have high expectations, but uh, I think it's gonna be a good year. I think I'm getting to a point where my daughter's kind of growing up. Where I can start playing a little more golf. Uh, I'm not. I'm joining. I'm. I know. I'm. Well, I'm joining a country club. That's breaking news. So yeah. I'm be, so I'm oh, did you, oh, oh, did you sign off on it? Yep. Nice. We're sign. We're uh, shout win. out Penfield Country Club. To win, we'll be joining. Uh, so we'll be playing more golf. Uh, unlimited access to a range while there's a pool, so I can go practice while they do that. Um. Yeah. So I'm. I have high expectations that I can actually meet. Uh, maybe my handicap goals. Nice. Well, and no, I have not played any amateur tournaments based on what I described. I have, I've never played any amateur tournaments. I did not swing a golf club in a, in a, <laughs> in a sporting setting <laughs> until I was like, I don't know, fucking 27, 28 years old. Do you have a USGA handicap? Him no. again? No, okay. so, you don't, so you don't know. All right. So what do you typically shoot then? In like- so I shoot like a, I shoot between a 90 and a 92 typically. Okay, so you're about eighteen, nineteen, right? Yeah, sixteen, seventeen. You probably yeah. play, yeah, probably play back. Don't you play back tees? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're probably like sixteen. Yeah, you're probably you're probably about my level. Like, like if I'm being odd, you're probably my level. Yeah. Yeah, and so yeah. like, it, so I, I, all of a sudden I found golf. I love golf. All of a sudden, like it just found me. I was like, oh man, like so I, I played baseball growing up. That was my main love. And and by the way, baseball players make a rough transition to golf. They, we do. Very rough. Except for the driver. The driver was always my most consistent. See, the driver, fun. though, that's the one we slice, though. Because it's just based on, like, how, like, how we're, like, rotating through the ball. Like, we're coming more over the top when we're hitting. Like, here, it's, it's more sweeping. It's different motion. Correct. But it's all, it's, for me, anyway, like, it was always my best club. Like, the hips were getting through. Right? The okay. biggest thing with the hips were getting through. All right. That makes sense. I couldn't figure anything else out. And all I know is I was working for a financial firm and everybody else was going to fucking play golf. And I wanted to go play golf. I was like, fuck this shit. And I got the bug. I got the bug. And I just wanted to play. Like, I just wanted to play. I wanted to be good at it. I couldn't understand why I wasn't good at it. I was good at baseball. And this ball was sitting still. Sitting still. And I could not do what I wanted to do with the ball. And it made me fucking insane. And I went insane for a couple of years. And, like, really got into it and, like, you know, whatever, like, shooting, like, uh, uh, below 90 a couple times and, like, just really grinding at it. But never put the work on, like, the short game and things like that, just trying to fix stuff like that. But I, I fucking, I don't know, man. I, I love, I fucking love golf. My handicap is, like, whatever. I shoot, like, a 90. Like, I, there's three rounds in a row. I shot, like, 85, 86, 87. And I thought I figured it out. And then I had, like, a mental breakdown. And I was texting Steve, like, and I'm still texting Steve. Like, I can't figure out what hell happened. <laughs> But he's asking me for swing tips. Asking me that. Yeah. So it's, I listen. I watch a lot of self help videos of golf, and I can kind of confidently explain. But yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm not the one you should be going to. No, no, no. Listen, I, listen. I, like I said, I've been golfing for, and, and then I took like two years off of golf too, in between. 
Like I, I literally didn't swing golf up for like two years until another firm came and was like, "Hey, you want to go play TPC?" I was like, "Yeah, absolutely. Let me go hack that course up." Um, <laughs> and right. yeah, go ahead with the next follow-up question. What's, What's the best round you've ever had? Okay, you go first. All right. So the best score I've ever had was eighty-five at King and Bear. Okay. The best round I've ever had was we were we we're playing this place called. I was getting confused. It was like Deer Creek or something like that. But it was like me and, and a bunch of us and we were all playing. We were all playing for money and we played it off where you had to, you had to win. And it was private courses. Nobody was behind us. We played, both of us played great. It was bash play, obviously, right? And, uh, but we played great up until 18. We were tied. We played 18, 10 times in a row. And wow. there's a drive. You go up and there's like this little, uh, there's this little like, uh, I don't know what the hell you call it, like a moat, right? Like a, like a moat with like a little wood around it. And you gotta drive, you gotta chip up onto the green, or not chip up on, but you gotta pitch up onto the green with a wedge and then putt. We did that 10 times in a row and I ended up beating my boy DeGoyer. And, uh, yeah, there was like a crowd. Like it was fun. It was fun. It was like probably like 20 of us around and I took him for all his money and it was really fun. We played it 10 times in a row. Dude, it was fucking basically Doc by the time we got there. That was my favorite round ever. So. Okay. Yeah. All right. So score wise, best round I ever had actually came last September. Uh, we went on a little vacation, played a uh, Falmouth Country Club in the Cape around your area. Uh, yeah, man. first time I broke 80, shot 79 <sighs> that day. Oh my God. So I, would, I, I, honestly, I would cry. See, that was the day, that was the day things were clicking. I drove the ball really well. It also helped. It wasn't, so I play really good when I play by myself, like, like by myself and I'm walking. So like I'm just taking time and everything. Things were just clicking. I was just patient. Like when I hit a bad shot, like it takes, like, cause I have to walk to it. I kind of shake it off. When I ride a cart, like, I feel like kind of rushed and unsettled. Really? Yeah, I do. I, I don't, I, I would much rather walk. Uh, so I'm like thinking like, Hey, listen, I broke 80. Things are good. Like I'm clicking. And then a couple weeks later, I went to a local club here and I shot 94. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. It's golf. So stupid. It's golf. It's frustrating. Like I just, like I was hitting pretty good the first couple holes. I wasn't making putts and I just went on tilt. Like that's, <laughs> that's what happens. So I, I know I got it in me, but. I need to find more consistency. Yeah. That's that's why I literally just went to the range today and just did the pitching and chipping because right. I lose all all the doubles and triples. Like if I have a triple, it's all because I can't I just get mentally fucked up around the green. Yeah. Right. And then like once you hit like once you skull like one of those chips like over the green and you're yeah, just like forget the rest of your rounds fucked. Yeah. You're like Victor Halbin out of a bunker at that point. You don't want to mess up. Exactly. That's that's a reference to last show. So <laughs> Exactly. All right. right. I'm taking our break and then we'll uh, keep going at it. All right, man. Athletic Greens and their AG1 supplements. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, basically all the things. Cost you less than $3 a day. And you're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Uh, AG1 better <laughs> provides better sleep quality and recovery. And Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five star reviews. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a, a free one year supply, a supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash SGP. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And listen, 
you guys know that browsing online with an incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and all the prior eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the Internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the Internet, encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing histories will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. And you can use it on unlimited devices, whether I'm at home or in public. I don't go anywhere without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like getting nine months for Free IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. So stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to IPVanish.com slash SGP and use promo code SGP to claim your 70% off savings. That's I-P-V-A-N-I-S-H dot com slash SGP. All right. Let's continue with it. No question. Let's call it 6A. This is a two-parter. Oh, it's two-parter. Uh, oh, it's, oh, it's Mush. Yeah, Kevin Mush. Hey, man. How you doing? Uh-huh. When will Steve, me, be getting back on Twitter? The answer is never, sir. <laughs> I'm never going back. I, 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 don't, I don't care what conversations are going on there. A- ever since I cut the cord, it, so it started off with, like, around Lent. I'm like, you know, I'm just going to give it up, like, and just see what happens, you know? And then COVID hit. And the most contentious election in history ever happened. And I'm, I'm like, you know what? I don't feel like I ever want to go back. And honestly, it's actually helped my golf handicapping. I kind of tune out. Like, you send me stuff sometimes that you see on Twitter I that know. gets you in a little ear that is nonsense, but infects your little brain. Hey, and I'm in, little I'm brain. Like, little brain. What is that? Uh, your, your, uh, your big brain because it's Thank full you. of a lot of that stuff. Thank you. And it just, I just, Days of just what I watch and like the spreadsheets and just I ignore the noise. And if I pick a guy that's popular, say La Vie, I came to that reason. If there's somebody who's not popular, I feel good about it because I might think I might have found something. And I just there's a lot of bullshit on there that I just I don't care. I, I don't feel like I'm actually missing anything by not being on Twitter. So I it, the answer is never. I'm not going to go back. So I think you're I think you're wrong on that. Once again, I've told you you can mute words. Like I don't my, care. I'm just saying, my Twitter world, like, isn't that bad? Like, there's not a ton of negativity. There's not. I'm telling you, there's not, dude. It's, I, I, it's, it's, you can insulate yourself. Like, I don't have, I, I don't have to worry about right wing, left wing, fucking politics, this and that. There's words you can mute. USFL. I'm not, I'm not, talking about, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about more about like, I think it's helped my golf handicapping. Okay. I, I think I think not being part of that world of conversation. I'm not saying I'm better than anybody. I think it just I think you see things and then stuff starts snowballing and I think subliminally it just kind of works your way in your head and yeah, maybe it's you get thing. a little bit of group yeah. yeah. No, group thing. Yeah. And I, by not doing that, I just don't do it. Okay. So I think it's helped. Uh, works. Okay. And then you want to read the follow up? Yeah. <laughs> Most of us know when you can come on the podcast and rant. Listen, man. If you want, if you want to come on the podcast and rant, you got to give me a good reason, right? You know, we have an opening for uh, Byron Nelson week. Yeah, break down you, DFS prices with us. He doesn't. Nobody do else DFS. wants to break down. Price he doesn't do DFS. He doesn't do DFS. Well, no. we got the betting show. 
Yeah. We have Beauchamp for the bat and so forth and Nelson. No one's gonna have shit. No one's gonna no. give a shit about that show. Fine. And, 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 and we can have two just really like grading. Like he, you think I'm gravelly? Wait, you've heard Mush. You've, you've heard I Mush. I have heard Mush. Yeah, yes. You've heard Mush. Mush I'm is a good, with him and Mush, by the way, super fucking good golfer. Okay. Like, all right. Super good. Like it's, really? it's, it's ridiculous. Like it, when you watch him hit, you're like, how did that happen? Like he has such great impact. Like he hits the ball fucking flush. Like he's good. Like, all right. Yep. Interesting. Let's pick yeah. his brain then. All right. Well, then you know what? <laughs> yeah. All right. So Mush is off for the Byron Nelson. Fine. Fuck it. Fuck it. Let's bring Mush fuck off for the Byron. No one else. Let's no go. one's gonna listen to that show anyways. They're all thinking about the PGA. <laughs> the that's a dog shit track tournament. That's not nice. It's not nice. It's not nice. Mush can come on and talk about betting. That's fine. Okay. He's a, he's a complete fucking degenerate as well. All right. Hence his name, cousin Mush. There you go. All right. Question number seven. Uh, oh. This is actually a question directed to you, and then I have some instructions apparently. Okay. Uh, does Boston Capper remember when the Patriots were actually good? And uh, this is from Pat Fisher, and I have to actually sing Glory Days while Capper answers. So, dude, you know, do, do, do you know Glory Days? Do, 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 do. Yeah. Do, do, do. Yeah, I do remember. They were fucking uh, good. It wasn't even that long ago. And, uh, you know, whatever, had a good fucking run. 20 something years. Your team's never going to reach that. So you can go fuck yourself, Pat Fisher. And, uh, yeah. Do you, know, do you know he's a fan of? Or he's just speculating? Yeah, he chirps me fucking on Twitter all the time. Oh, who, who's he a fan of? He's a Bills fan. There we go. <laughs> hey, maybe Pat Fisher can be part of that foursome then. Yeah. Wait, is he a Bills fan or a KC fan? He's one or the other. Okay, so it doesn't make a difference. It doesn't matter. Both teams are, ooh, look, I have the hot new quarterback. I'm going to win everything. And then you don't win shit because you don't have Tom Brady. And guess what? I was lucky to have to have Tom Brady. That's it. I had the best 20 years of a sports fan in the NFL that anybody could ever wish for. None of you are going to sniff my asshole about it, so I don't give a shit. Fuck off. I'll be talking about this shit until I die in a bar. You should have seen Brady throw to fucking Brown, Branch, Moss, whoever. I don't care. Fuck you in your small little crappy city. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I so I actually, on the show sheet, I said, boss of Capper motherfucks Pat Fisher. And you actually did that at the end. So congratulations. <laughs> Thanks for You're welcome, buddy. And, and no offense, Pat. Good luck with your team and shit. But, yeah, whatever. Okay. All right. Any, uh, since we're on the topic, uh, any thoughts about who the Patriots want to draft? Like, no, it, what do you think? Bill's going to fuck it up anyway. I don't care. Okay. I don't care. Okay. Listen, here's the deal. We got Jones, who's fine. I just don't – my biggest concern is – why do we have Matt Patricia and Joe Judge back? Why? Why? I, mean, I, think, I, think, we, I, I think we answered that question. I put Steve Belichick in your foursome there. You just, Why? You're surrounding yourself with. You could put. Listen, you could put either one of those in there and would like, oh, God. Like, I just don't know what we're doing. And now Patricia's going to be calling the offense? Fucking what? He's handling fucking all the contracts. I don't know, man. Wait, wait. Matt Patricia's calling the offense? I thought he was a defensive coach. Mm-hmm. What the yeah, fuck, what the fuck is going on in Foxborough? Thanks. Thank you. Great. This is what everyone's asking. I don't know what's happening. Look, it is what it is. We had a great run. And, uh, I don't know. Go C's, go Bruins, go Sox. And, uh, I'll just be like the rest of you peasants were for the last fucking 20 something years and with a mediocre football team. But guess what? You still won't touch the level that I had. So fuck you guys. Jesus Christ. I, I didn't know that Patricia was going to run the offense. 
Uh-huh. You got a rookie quarterback you're trying to groom. You're gonna put the no, fucking sec- pen- second year. You're gonna put, put the pencil pusher. Second year quarterback. Whatever. Oh man, I'm sorry, buddy. Oh fuck you! Your team's in no better shape. No, they are. But you know what? I mean, at least I kind of have a little bit of hope. I feel like we have some leadership and direction at this point. I'm Bill Belichick. Okay. All right. Surround himself by a bunch of failed coaches and cronies. Yeah. Yes, Matt. Friends, friends of Bill is what we call them. Yeah, F-O-B. friends, friends of Bill. F O B is what. Uh, we call you know them. what? I'm I'm a fan of a similar situation as Syracuse Orange. Let me tell you, it doesn't end very well. I'm very well aware. Yeah, very yeah. Well. I'm, I'm reading reports of Jay Wright retiring. Let's move on. <laughs> Question number eight. You read the question. All right. What? Oh, this is from Matt uh, Bozar. What other sports do you guys bet on? Are you as disciplined with those sports as with golf? And do you risk as much on those as you do golf? Steve, you first, buddy. All right. I'm going to be completely honest. Like, I, nine, probably 90-95% of my annual gambling is golf. I really kind of just stick to my lane on it. Like, I watch it. I understand it. I'm interested. And, like, I just, like, listen, I'll watch other sports, but I'm also not the type where I need to, like, actually have action so I need to watch and enjoy sports. But I just, I know what I know with golf, and I like doing it. I like gambling on football just because it's football, and, like, that's always fun. But, like, I may be only doing, like, you know, a couple bets a weekend, like, maybe some player props. But uh, as far as, like, my unit size is basically the same thing. Like, I'm betting just a unit on, like, a game or something like that. And... No, like it's it's football and it we're NFL, like it's not even college football, just NFL, golf. I just stick to my principles, but like I, when I when I when you like say I'm the god of golf and gave it that nickname, like literally, I did. I did literally like I just gamble on golf. That's really basically what I do. Okay, okay. What about you? <laughs> no, <laughs> so. Uh, a majority of my shit is on golf. Uh, I do go heavy in football season. So the only thing that I have put my own thoughts into instead of like, so I, with my own thoughts, I'll bet hockey and NFL other than golf. I remember, uh, I, th- I think last year you got in kind of deep with hockey. I did. I did. Yeah. I did. But, not, but not very good results. Nah, but overall I'm okay with the ROI on hockey. Like okay. I know hockey, like I'm, uh, I'm, I'm good with it. Um, not so much like the West Coast stuff, so I try to avoid that. But I know the teams that the Bruins play all the time and that type of stuff. Um, but college football, I blindly just tail Colby because I'm a fucking action junkie, dude. Listen, I am a when I say I'm a fucking degenerate, I'm a fucking degenerate. Like tonight, I had basketball bets. Do you think I know a fucking thing about basketball? No, nothing. I don't know. So, I, but I just follow guys who I think are sharp, and I'll bet those bets. But um, yeah, as far as like unit size and stuff like that, I would say over the last. Two years, uh, Steve has actually transformed me more into a, a golf betting guy than a golf DFS guy. And listen, it turned out well. Like, um, because I focus so much time on golf, like my bets are bigger on golf. I have a bigger handle on golf every week, even during football season. Um, but yeah, football is probably my second heaviest handle. And then NHL, I know that it's just following guys who I know and trust, like Colby for college football. I literally text Colby on Friday night or Wednesday night if it's some action. Like, hey, what am I betting today? And I will just put the I will put the bets down blind. Blind. I don't give a fuck. Like, I just want action. He is one just kind of follow blindly. He's pretty good at what he does. So yeah. is there any is there any sport you want to bet more of that you feel like you'd be good at? I mean, honestly, man, like I mean shit, man, you know, dude handicapping golf is is a fucking full week job. It is. <laughs> it's a it really, week. it really is. It's like, 
full week job, man. Like, all right, so think about it this way. Like, you can handicap football. It's basically X team versus X team. It's two things you got to break down. In golf, you have to break down. You have to keep track of 130 guys. Maybe about like half of them can realistically win the tournament, but still, there's positional props, matchups. And then when you're breaking down matchups, you have to be right twice. You have to be right that the guy you're going to fade is going to suck, and you have to be right that the guy you're going to play is good. And sometimes it works out like you're right only on one, and then you still lose the bet because the guy's worse. Like golf really is like it's tough, but there's so many ways to bet on it. So you're right. There is it's kind of a full time job. Yeah, I think it's, our job's not done on Wednesday. No, it's like, not. It's it it, we, it carries through. We pour the data. We pour over the data on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and and then when Sunday's over, if we're not already looking forward to the next tournament, Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday are looking for the next tournament. I, like I literally look at this shit seven days a week. It has negatively affected my NFL ROI, so that I went lighter last year. I was like, I just don't. I don't have the time to focus on it. Like I don't. Right. With the, with the NHL, at least, like I don't know. I feel like. There's just like trends and I could, I don't know. I've like, I don't know. The NFL is a, a tougher sport to bet on. I feel like than the NHL. I just feel like because I've been on the NHL for so long, I kind of know trends and like back to backs and where they at on their road trips and stuff like okay. that. So, all right. I feel like for me, because I, I grew up watching NASCAR. I still, I don't watch as much as I used to, but there's a lot of comparisons between NASCAR and golf as far as like head to heads. Yeah, they're, they're all right. So you do head to heads, like, like X car has to beat this car. Some more concept. You have to be right twice. You have to bet that the car you're going to fade is not going to do as well. And you got to bet the car you're going to actually bet as well. There's a lot of just randomness and luck that goes into it, just like golf. Like, yeah. you know, all of a sudden a flat tire comes in, just ruins a guy's day. Right. You know, so he just, a golfer hits the wrong shot on the wrong hole. He loses two strokes and you lose out of top 20. Uh, there's futures, like, I mean, you're betting like eight to one. It's not as alluring, but like there's eight to one, nine to one bets on a field of 40 cars where realistically maybe 15 have a chance to win. So you're cutting down the pool a lot and he's got to pick down, you know, the right times. You got to know the track. You got to understand chassis, like what cars are going to do well in certain places, kind of like fitting with like with golf, what skill sets do well certain golf courses. There's a lot of comparisons. What's, NASCAR. What, certain golf courses, fucking four circles left. No, there isn't. There's intermediate tracks, there's short tracks, there's road tracks, there's super speedways. It, it's different. Cars are di- behave differently on different ones. Okay, all right. Well, that's why I just described NASCAR to you, and that's why you don't bet it. That's why I think I probably, <laughs> if I wasn't so invested in golf and, like, cranking out content and stuff like that, like, I probably would bet NASCAR a lot more. You don't have to worry about content anymore. You shucked it all off to me and BK. That's true. I did. Well, it takes a it takes a while to edit your you know your guys stuff. So. Oh fuck off, dick bag. <laughs> yeah, I make you guys look good. Uh-huh. All right, why well, don't we take it one last break and then we'll uh, wrap up uh, the AMA. Listen, there's never enough things to gamble on, and the one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. The best part is now there's a new way to play the ponies. Especially if you're brand new to the sport, check out Stable Duel, a daily fantasy-style app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. Pick your horses, build your stable, and play against others, and move up the leaderboard, and you can win as much as 40K with one entry. You don't know anything about horses? Don't worry. The app gives you clear data on which horses to build your best strategy. The app is free to download at StableDuel.com. Multiple games are offered each day with free games weekly at tracks all over the U.S. Get in the app, create your account, and start building your stables today. Invite your friends to play against you or play against our stables. You can even follow them in the app and we compare our stats. Download at now at StableDuel.com. See how many winners you can pick in your stable, and we'll see you in the winner circle. Play, race, and win. 
And listen, the prop swap is where America buys and sells sports bets. The NBA playoffs are set, and prop swap is where bettors find the best odds to turn the hardwood into hard cash. Prop swap is the only app that allows you to pick your favorite teams, then sell your bets whatever you want. Many prop swappers make thousands of dollars just by buying and selling championship futures all playoffs long. This allows you to win over and over without your team ever lifting the trophy. Go to PropSwap.com and download the free PropSwap app today, and they got fantastic features like filter in listed tickets based on the best value or free activity feed, so you stay in the know with all the big sale. Sales are up, and a loyalty rewards program that turn your ticket sales into extra bonus cash and a first deposit match when you use promo code SGP on your first deposit, and they will match they will match it up to five hundred bucks. So join the real sports betters on PropSwap. It's where America buys and sells sports bets. All right, we got two more questions. All right, what we got? All right, this is from Cameron Kerr again, our, our producer. Mm-hmm. So he asked a very pointed question. Okay. Some interesting takes. What's it like being a girl dad? We're going to really go behind the curtain on this one because uh, you've had to deal with a couple of those issues tonight. Yeah. Yeah. No, listen, being a girl dad is uh, fucking awesome. It really is. Um, I really don't know how to explain it. Like, um, they make you a little softer, right? They make you. I don't know, they make you appreciate shit a little more, right? Like, they can wrap you around their finger, they're fucking adorable, you just want, I don't know, you just want everything for them. I don't know how to explain it. Like, um, I mean, shit, man, I was fucking 19 when I had my first daughter. I was 19 years old. I didn't know nothing from nothing. And, yeah, I was a testosterone-filled nightmare, right, for lack of a better term. Right? Like, I was just... I was young, dumb, full of cum, and ready to fight and kill anything. And she was born, and it really did soften me up, man. It really did. Like, I would do anything for her. She was so little, my first one, Alana. And, uh, yeah, man. And I just kept, <laughs> I just kept having girls. And, uh, I said, I listen, I had a son too. And, uh, he passed regretfully. Um, you know, but, Listen, man, girls, girls are good, man. They, uh, it's funny, even little, like, even when they're little, they, they'll like call you on like shit. It's funny. Like they're just, and you can see them develop into it. And <laughs> I don't know, man. Like this, I have one daughter who I always make the joke. I'm like, man, I feel so bad for your first and second husband. <laughs> You know what I mean? Wow. Like, yeah, the way to instill a lot of confidence in her. No, I don't say it to her. I say it to her mother. Okay. And, uh, you know, like, listen, man, they're good, man. They're sweet. They're crazy. Uh, but they always care about dad. They really do. They care about dad, though. Listen, I've had, I've had ones pretending that they're like baseball, pretending they're like hockey. I, I haven't found ones to pretend they care about golf yet, though. That's the mad. I, my littlest one, my six year old goes, daddy, are you putting on golf again? Like, yeah, baby. They're like, we don't like golf. I'm like, baby, listen, we can go play golf. And my nine-year-old, who actually goes to the range with me, is like, we can put on something else. I'm like, no, we're not putting on anything else. But listen, being a girl dad is awesome, man. You you have to be a good example. You have to be soft, right? You can't you can't handle them like a guy. You know what I mean? Like you 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 just can't. Like you can't treat, you can't treat them like like a male. You just can't. 
Like, yeah. And yeah, they're, uh, they're the loves of my life. And, uh, it's the best thing I've ever done. It's the best thing I'll ever do in my life. Okay. That's, that was really heartfelt, man. That's a good answer. Um, so I don't have as much experience as you do. I only have one and she's a little, you know, the second love in my life right now. Besides my wife. Uh, she's two and a half. Uh, her name's Brooke. Uh, she is just wonderful. She's sweet. Uh, she treats me and my wife differently. Uh, she knows she can't get away with things with me, but she knows I'm the fun dad. She knows that. I'm just always going to be around and play with her and just like make sure she's happy and like, you know, you know, just hang out with her. Like it, it it's, and then with my wife, she kind of knows where her bread is buttered, but, um, but she's playing you on that long con. I'm she is. You. There so are, t- there are times like around bedtime. She's actually a really good sleeper. So like, we really don't have to do much. I put her in the crib. I sing her a song and then she's like, all right, goodbye. Good night. Sometimes she'll toss and turn and like, we're, we're going to time out on that. What song do you sing? Uh, so, uh, she likes blues clues. And okay. There's a, and there's, right. a, there's a good night song from blues clues. Oh, I'm, that, I'm very, I'm very familiar with it. That I, that I've sung to her for probably a year Love and that's it. going to continue. Love it. Always gonna continue. And then we Love play it. this, we play a little hand game. We do the same thing every night. We play a little hand game. Uh, and then we just say goodnight to each other. And she's just like, all right, goodbye. Bye, 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 daddy. And then she just rolls over and falls asleep. She's actually tremendous with sleep. Uh, she will complain sometimes because she's figured out that if she makes enough noise, I will come up and mom will not. Uh, so I'm the one who usually does it. And <laughs> she'll, she'll want to hang out a little bit. But then uh-huh. I'm like, all right, now you gotta go back to sleep. Oh. Uh, but I already know, uh, based on just how I react to some things and just, I grew up with an older sister who saw a lot of suitors and know just how big of creeps us boys can be, especially in high school. Uh, that I am gonna be the protective dad, especially when it comes to men. Uh, I am already triggered by something. Uh, it's happening in my kids' daycare. There's apparently a little boy that is, listen, they're two and a half years old, but they're kind of crushing on each other. Apparently, I saw a video that they're holding hands, and I kind of went nuts. Bro, you got to chill the fuck out. So I'm like, you know what? Listen, hey, hey all right. So Henry, if, if you're listening, Henry. Uh, <laughs> Henry's you know, put, not listening. Put, 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 put down your, uh, you know, your uh, sippy cup. Listen to me. Uh, if you're going to take my daughter to the ball pit, you got to be accompanied by an adult. Uh, you know, you have to be polite. You can't just roll into the driveway and honk the horn and just expect my daughter to come right out. You have to knock on the door. You have to say hello. Um, and yeah, I already know that as soon as my daughter reaches dating age, I am going to drive myself insane. And so yeah. So, so any tips from you? Cause you have an age. So yeah. So hey, let me tell you this, right? So yeah. I used to say the same thing, right? So I listen. I, I make the joke, like, you should kick, I, I would kick my own ass if I thought I was talking about golf for fucking, you know, 11, right? I came from a different background, right? So, like, rough and dumble, like, whatever, right? And very, like, my daughter's not gonna do this, my daughter's not gonna do that. And then, slowly over the years, you know, between the wife and the other girls working on it, you, 
I want to hate like my oldest daughter's boyfriend. I do. I want to hate him. I want to fucking hate him. I want to. Can't. Is he listening, by the way? No, he's not fucking listening. <laughs> okay. Jesus Christ. I tried to explain golf to him when I got, it, it got irritated and he was like, kept trying to talk through shit. I kicked him out of the room. So like, he's, he's fine. Like, he's fine though. You know what I mean? Like, he's fine. Like, all right. He's just, he's fine. And it's okay for them to be with somebody who's fine. He's not some scumbag who I'm worried about. So what am I going to do? I'm going to fucking like, I'm going to pull out my fucking pistol and fucking clean it in front of him because he's just fine. No, if he's a scumbag, that's a different thing. Right. But if he's okay, then fine. It's okay. Like she's got to learn her lessons. They got to learn their lessons and it is what it is. Just like we did. Right. So I used to take that hotline stance too, but when it actually comes into practice and it's your baby girl and you see that she's happy with this fucking idiot, whether he's a fucking idiot, <laughs> right? Whether he's an idiot or not, you're happy. You're happy that your daughter is happy, right? Like, that's the goal, right? Our goal is to turn them into, like, you know, functioning adults who can achieve some sort of happiness, which is very tough in this life, right? We talk about the mental health things all the time, right? So achieving happiness is tough. So when I see some idiot whether he's an idiot or not, fucking making her happy, then okay. And he's not a bad kid. Like, okay. Like, there's nothing for me to complain about. I'm not going to clean my gun in front of him and threaten him and shit like that. Like, but you hurt her. You know, you act like an asshole. Then you got me. But until then, all right, fine. I'll see okay. how you do. I'll see how you handle yourself. All right. You know what let I mean? Let me ask a follow-up question. <clears throat> Is it acceptable to put him through manual labor to prove his worth? Oh, absolutely. All right, fine. I'm in. Dude, dude, wait, did I tell you what I made him do? Or is that? <laughs> I, I, I have stories of things my dad used to do. No, no. So, so, so I told you my house, my house is getting sold and I got like a bunch of fucking, so I, I busted up my deck. So I got these like fucking big ass fucking, uh, like, uh, you know, the setting stones for, for a deck, right? The big ones, the big cinder blocks. And I was like, Hey, you need to help me with these. And by helping with these, I mean, you need to move those to the back of my car so we can take them to a dumpster. <laughs> and he did it. Nice. He just does it. He just does it. He's a good kid. You know what I mean? He's a okay. good, he's a good kid. And as much as he's a moron, like he's still a good kid. And like, hey, he makes my daughter happy. What are you going to do? Like, then what else can I ask for? Like, I don't know. Fuck it. They're 18. They're going to break up anyway. Who gives a fuck? Uh, unfortunately, that's probably true. Uh, no, so we actually have a family cottage in the Finger Lakes, and, uh, you know, obviously there's opening weekend with everything, and, uh, that was my dad's favorite activity to, uh, prove the new suitor's worth by, uh, how well you can put it in a dock. Fuck yeah. And all that stuff. I know, my wife yelled at me. She was like, she's like, why are you going to make him do that? I'm like, cause he's fucking here. And I'm fucking, it's like, what are you talking about? He's help. And I have a bad back. Yeah, exactly. Fucking, I gotta get, I, I gotta go, I, I'm playing on Tuesday. I don't want to fuck up my back, right? He can go pick this shit up. Get this shit. And he's, of course, ready and willing because, you know, when he wants to kiss my ass. I know I talk a little bit. There's, there's half stick. There's half truth in what I'm saying too. Like, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. I said the same thing. And it was funny. So, uh, I talk about Tommy in here a lot. I, I know I mentioned Peter, but Peter fucking, Peter did like the crazy uncle thing to him, <laughs> like at a party, and the kid couldn't fucking, could, kid couldn't like, look him in the eye. Just looked at the eyes. Now, Pete's a big man. He's like, I don't know, six, four, six, five, like fucking three hundo. <laughs> and fucking, and he's basically threatening him and he's staring at the crowd. And we all sound like gangsters to him, I'm sure, because we live in Florida and we all have Northeast accents. So, 
<laughs> like just looking down at the ground like, I'm sorry, fuck. He tried to make a bad joke, didn't work, and uh we all just stared at him. And then he looked directly at the floor for the next hour and a half. So whatever. He knows nice. his place. And he's a good kid. He's a good kid. Okay. He's a good kid. Right. It is tough though, because you do want to you want to be angry at first. Mm-hmm. Alright. Wow. I probably have how old is she? Probably ten more years. Oh, you got longer than that, bro. Well, they listen, like around middle school, they start getting interested. No, it depends, man. So my older one didn't give a fuck until like junior year in high school. And then my 15 year old now, now I have to worry about her freshman year, but like, yeah, high school, middle school, middle school doesn't matter. I have, I have a little more time. All right. Last, last question. And I, I'm going to admit. Oh, that was a very long rant. Sorry. I, uh, I took this question very seriously. Okay. Okay. Read it. Read it. Hold on. All right, I'll read it. I yeah, you, you read it. I'm right. fucking, I'm so this is from my good buddy Jay Schwartz, who you see my uh, former roommate here. Oh, I Jay. Some, yeah, love. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he'll he'll be an F force of his Bills uh, <laughs> mafia guy. Uh, like he's a he's a lifelong. Oh, player. I would love to fucking. I would love to play golf with Jay. Yeah, but like he's not like he like. Trust me, for the last like twenty like fifteen years since I know him, like there's been a lot of dark conversations about. Yeah, yeah but I'd play golf he, with Jay. He no says problem. Scars. Yeah, yeah, so me and Jay would have no problem talking together. Yeah. No, it's it's all the it's all the millennials who just got their fresh uh, step yeah. updates and stuff like that. They don't remember the nineties and the last twenty years of gathering. Yeah. 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 Don't remember the two thousand, they sucked. All right. Um so my buddy Jay Schwartz, if you won the Masters, what would be your champion's dinner? Ooh. Great question. Did you prepare it? Did you prepare an answer? No. Let me get it off the cuff though. Let's go off the cuff. So okay. we're gonna right. start with I want, I want briny oysters. I don't give a shit where they're from. Briny cold water oysters, right? Okay. Bet- I mean, that's kind of a, that's kind of a Massachusetts, New England vibe, right? Yeah. There. So I want that, right? So we'll go with that for the appetizer. And then we do, do they do two appetizers, don't they? I, I did an appetizer, a salad, an entree and dessert with a, with, with a, like a drink pairing or something like that. Salad. No, no salad. No salad for so, sorry, Gary fucking, Player. Yeah, no, no salad. No salad, uh, player. Uh, so, all right. So we'll go with uh, some briny oysters, and then for like the main course. I mean, if you want to do like a fish and like a meat, like you like. I love cod. I'm from Mass, so like okay. some some very well prepared North Atlantic cod, and. Obviously, wagyu, wagyu beef. Why would you not? Why would you never do wagyu beef if that's what you could have? That's why would you? Why would you not do that? Medium rare, perfectly whatever. And then for like a side, I'm Irish, so uh, like I, I like I love au gratin potatoes because they're too complicated to make at home. I make mashed potatoes, baked potatoes all the time. The shit I can make au gratin, like a real good au gratin from like a like a professional chef, is so fucking good. Give me that. And then for dessert. I'll take Boston, uh, Boston cream pie. No, it's gross. This. Yeah, fine. Whatever. But uh, I would actually, I just want some, I want like the best New York cheesecake, but only with like the strawberries, like more fancy cheesecake with peanut butter and all that other bullshit. Like I just want like the strawberry on top, New York cheesecake, like from whatever that guy was on TLC. The guy who had the little chomo uh, dude with him. What's his name? I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. The Hoboken guy. The cake boss. I don't know. 
Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So kind of what you alluded to. Um, usually the guy who sets the champion dinner has some sort of local ties with what they said. So there's a lot of things that Western and Central New York are known for. And there are actually, like, okay. for example, chicken wings, pizza logs. That's another <laughs> No one thing. knows what pizza logs are. I know, but yeah. I actually had some tonight. They're delicious. <laughs> did you really have one? I did, yeah. I just bought from Wegmans. I, I, what was that other thing you did? Trash bags? What did you do? Oh, trash plates. Trash yeah, plates. so basically that's, uh, that's basically you got a bed of home fries, some mac salad with a couple uh, cheeseburgers on it and just a spicy meat sauce. Oh, it's great. But those are not on the menu, okay? But I found a different way to honor some of what's, you know, known for Western and Central New York and things I like. And listen, you're probably going to disagree with some of these choices, but it's my menu. Okay. And my choice. I was thinking depression and paleness. Is what's well, known that, for well, West. there's a lot of, well, there's a lot of depression. This means we eat a lot of comfort food. Around. And there's a lot of comfort food on this menu. All right, so an appetizer. So, again, like I referenced, I thought about, like, you know, all right, so chicken wings is obviously, like, go to, but you know what? That's pretty messy, and, you know, I mean, you know, chicken wing dip, like, I don't know. Let's not do that. So, Chicken uh, wing dip? What's yeah. chicken wing dip? Oh, basically, it's just like, all right, so I make that. Basically, I just shred some chicken, put some, you know, mix it in some bubble sauce, lay a bed of cream cheese and blue cheese and bake it. It's actually pretty delicious. Just serve with tortilla chips. That sounds fucking amazing. Oh, it's awesome. I make a great recipe. Yeah. Can you send that to me, please? Yeah, I can say the recipe after this. Okay. I, I would like that. All right. Uh, very, sorry. It's a bit, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. See, we eat good up here. All right. So my appetizer is uh, beef on weck sliders. So beef on weck is a uh, sandwich that's originated in Buffalo. Basically, it's slow-roasted prime rib on a Kimmelwick bun. Uh, basically, it's like a, like a Kaiser bun with, like, salt and spices and everything like that. We're going to make it sliders. So it's, you know, you know relatively bite-sized. Yeah. Uh, we'll have horseradish on the side. Usually the traditional beef and white has horseradish. You don't have to have it if you want. I don't usually like horseradish, but I, like it on black, I, like horseradish. I actually like it. Okay. All right. So, yeah. Sorry. It's beef and white sliders for an appetizer. Now okay. my salad. We had sheet here. All right. So in my former public accounting days, uh, I would visit a place called Utica, New York. And you probably know a little bit about that because you love your mafia history. I do. And there is a very good, solid Italian heritage in Utica, New York. And Jeez. let me tell you, Utica, New York has some of the best Italian-American food I have ever had. Shout out to Roma's Deli. Shout out to Dominique Chesterfields. Shout out to Giorgio's. Excellent food. Some of my best meals. I've And I've been to, like, Chicago, New York, like, a lot of, like, business trips. And every time I would go to Utica, New York, and I would get orders from people to bring home food. Oh, it was the best. So there's two ways you can go with it if you're from Utica, if you know the culinary. And if you're from Utica by our Syracuse area, like this is right up your alley. <laughs> so it's, there's two things you're known for. You're known for the chicken riggies, which basically is this uh, rigatoni dish with like a pink, like spicy, like, you know, white wine sauce. It's got cherry peppers, chicken, like it, it's delicious, but that's a little heavy for an entree. You know, Gary Player's probably pretty mad at this menu right now. So Fuck I Gary Player's in a Saudi, Saudi bullshit. So there's something else called Utica Greens. Okay. It basically is sautéed escargot with Ooh. breadcrumbs, hot cherry peppers, Parmesan cheese, and prosciutto. And you just sauté it up in a pan, 
And let me tell you, ooh, it's good. That is a good Sharon dish. That's a quote-unquote salad. How's that a salad? I know, because it's green. It's not, it's not a fucking salad. That's why I call it a quarter salad. <laughs> oh, it's bullshit. Okay. It's Fine. bullshit. But, man, but okay. Utica greens are the bee's knees. No, it's done right. It's good. It's not like a lot of people confuse it with, like, greens and beans. It's not that. It's not a soup. It's just sauteed escrow with olive oil, and it just, it, it just comes on a plate. It's can I, great. Can I sidetrack you for a second? Yeah, sure. All right, so I actually just watched a fucking great movie with Adrian Brody. Okay. I actually meant to text you about it. I forgot. It's called The Trash Band, and it's based in Utica. Oh, nice. I got watch that then. Dude, watch that fucking thing. Dude, it's – just watch it. It's really okay. good. It's All really right. good. All right. Well, anyways, that is my homage to one of my favorite business trip destinations that everybody thinks is weird. All right, get to the main course. All right, main course. So, again, guy make Gary Flair happy. He is uh, very upset with the amount of trans fats and carbs that are happening right now. So, uh, obviously, being in Western New York, we have the Great Lakes. We have the Finger Lakes. And trout fishing is very important to this area of the country. Is it? So, we're going to go with a maple Dijon rainbow trout with long grain wild rice and roasted seasonal vegetables. So fine. Very solid. Yeah, we're gonna just so you know play homage. It's it's a very popular dish in the in the Adirondacks in Western New York. You know, just trout. And it's it's a it's a very mild fish that people can enjoy. Uh, dessert. Uh, there's a place called Leo's Bakery in town that we're gonna have assorted cakes and pastries from. It's my favorite bakery. You're not giving a meat option, just fish. Just fish. Yeah, you got beef on wet earlier, so you're fine. All right. Um. So assorted cakes and pastries from Leo's Bakery. And then everything has a full complement of Finger Lakes wine. If you haven't had Finger Lakes wine, there's a lot of really good wineries here, especially the Rieslings, a lot of really good white wines. Uh, there's actually a couple uh, hole-in-the-wall, or not not hole-in-the-wall, but gems where you actually find some good red wines here too. Yeah. It's actually pretty well-known, like Herman J. Beamer, Re, uh, uh, let's see, Ravines, uh, Dr. Frank's. There's a lot of really good wineries in the Finger Lakes. It's actually kind of a hidden gem. Um that would be paired with all of these uh, meals. So that's my menu. Like that. Told you, Jay, I took this seriously. Very good question. <laughs> all right, we got anything else? No, I think that's it. That's the end of the. the so uh, what do we got? So, so you're, just, you're, you're gone next week, right? No, I'm not gone. Well, all right. So I'm on vacation, but we're still doing a show on Tuesday. Oh, we're still doing the betting show? Yeah, I'm doing the betting. You're having, I think you're having Andy on Monday. Yeah, I'm having Andy on Monday. Yep. Yeah. yeah, so I, listen, it's probably going to be live on the seat of my pants. Yeah, great. Because uh, I'm going to a state that doesn't have mobile gaming, so I'll probably have to figure something out. Um, but yeah, I will be prepared. I will probably make live bets on the show, kind of like I did with, what was that? Oh, the farmers when we had you, the, like, the you Monday. You did good with it. I actually did good with it. You did good with it. So. That, use your gut. Use your gut. Yeah, Dude. so I'm gonna use my gut, and uh, yeah, so we'll uh, we'll see you then. All right. Well, listen, let's wish Steve a happy vacation and shoot it straight at that Nags Head course, which is actually a really cool course, except for the driver range where they give you the balls with like the holes in them, and I'm like, I have no idea what's well, really the, happening. It's a, it's a 150 yard range. It has to be limited flight balls. I get it, but it's not doing me any fucking good to hit the balls. Like, it makes no difference. I might as well just went out cold. So, all right, fine. <laughs> They're not sponsoring us. What do you care? That is true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but listen, have a great vacation, man. You deserve it. Fucking Outer Banks is fucking awesome. Eat some good food. Remind me to text you. Uh, we had a crab boil sent to the house. 
which was fucking money, like super Where, good. Okay. Just, was it? Where, was it? Uh, was it Nagshead that you had it from? Mm, we're, we're we're up in Duck. Yeah, yeah. So it was uh, it was because we weren't in that. Did I say Nagshead? You did. Was, you said I think you say right near Nagshead Golf Links. Yeah. So it was, it was in between Nags and Duck. So was that Kill Devil? Yeah, your killed over Kitty Hawk. Yeah, yeah, either way, they okay. delivered it, man. Everything was good. Just remind me to text you. God damn it. Okay. So I said, just right. remind me to text you. I'll talk about it again. <laughs> you know, but either way, fucking, uh, all right. So I'll put out some stuff on Twitter, I guess. Shit, tonight, uh, before it goes off tomorrow, I'm betting Billy Ho. Uh, I think I might, uh, Willie Z and I might do M and I'll probably throw a couple of first round leaders here before I go to sleep because I'm a degenerate and I can't just not, not bet on golf. Um, and I need to make up for my stupid, uh, NBA losses tonight. But right. listen, find, uh, go find, uh, Steve's article. Go read it. Uh, the Mexican, Mexico preview is already up. That's how prepared this man is. It's not up yet. No, I'm only halfway done. How did I read it? It's, it's, it's Wednesday. I, I said, I, I said it was a work in progress. Oh, you, oh. No, it's not done yet. It will be up by before I leave. But it's but probably I read it. not actually, it's probably not going to actually go live till Friday. But I, did I read it already? No, you didn't. I told you about it. It's been a long night. I swear yeah. I read it already. Oh, I, you know what? You didn't think this show was going to go over an hour. We went plenty over an hour. Wait, wait, wait an hour. Now I got to figure okay. it out. It's what the people want. That's what the people want. Yeah. We'll see with the downloads. <laughs> but either way, find me on Twitter, boss on score capper. Come on, at me. Listen, uh, I'm not going to break the books this week. We might, but not for many of our advice. But uh, next week, hurry, hurry back, Devin Booker, please. <laughs> <laughs> Let's break the books next week. All right, boys. Later.